Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. There's three people at the top of the list. Actually, I'm going to get four people at the top of the list. I'm going to get four people at the top of the list. My top four, no particular order, Tatum. What about Rushmore, huh? Tatum, Giannis, Luca, Donovan Mitchell. Those are the top four. You know what? I'm going to agree with you. Yeah. Oh, shit. Nailed it. This is the first. Nailed it. Causeway Street history. The three of us agree on this. than most because the seven and three record the offense the way they've been playing the way this team continues to uh impress i guess is the best way to put it is definitely putting uh putting them on the map in the in the eastern conference but there's still teams out there that are better than the Celtics. we'll talk about that it's the college street podcast i am joseph pavone joel pavone's here sean dutra huge win monday night uh, Jason Tatum leading the way against the uh, the Memphis Grizzlies against John Moran the Memphis Grizzlies man what a showdown those two going at it that was fun to watch but it was also fun to see Jason Tatum just go into this like beast mode attitude I'm gonna take over and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get my other teammates involved as well like the, the, the way this team continues to impress offensively continues to climb uh, a top of you know the, the the ranking pretty much every offensive category you know top three top top five throughout the nba i mean like that's how good this office is offense is right now while the defense continues to give up a whole lot of points you know on the other side the offense continues to strive man so so i mean obviously jason tatum is the leader of that i mean we're even hearing mvp early early mvp uh conversations involving him and and, and a few other people you know in the nba we'll, get, we'll talk about that a little bit as well i'm not a huge fan of the whole 10 games into an NBA season, who's going to be MVP, uh, you know, before the 72 uh, other games of the season. But we'll see how the whole thing plays out. But, yeah, I mean, I guess Jason Tatum, is it's, it's, he's on a hot streak right now. But, you know, what does that mean for the Celtics team, of course? And, and um, guys, wh- wh- how, how do we feel about this team right now? I mean, how do we feel about 
uh, where they are in, 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 in you know third place in the Eastern Conference, seven and three. I'm loving it. I think that this is the exact type of start that not only were not only did like Jason Tatum and and the players need, but I think this has been like absolutely vital for Missoula to be able to come in, find some early success, unlike Ime last year, and be able to like really eliminate. We haven't talked once about, uh oh, is Joe the right guy for this team? Did they pick the right guy? Absolutely huge. Um, and the offense, man, is just outstanding. Like, it's, it's, we in a team, we have, obviously, number one, they still number one offense in the league. Uh, number one offense in the league. Um, Tatum, Brown playing as well together as they have ever played. Um, I think you're getting an absolute, like, Easy six-man-of-the-year performance for Malcolm Brogdon. And, you know, just everything seems to be clicking. Role players are playing well. You're getting you're, – it's almost like, you know, every move that was made in the offseason has worked so far, which is a little bit nerve-wracking for me because I'm waiting for something to go terribly wrong or, uh, you know, something to stop working out. But I, I just feel like, you know – we, we all came into the season saying, okay, they're going to play good defense. We'll see about how the offense, we'll see about how long it takes for the new pieces to click together. How is Smart and Brogdon going to gel? How are Brown and Tatum going to gel? How are they going to deal with, you know, Noah Doka? Every question that you had to start the season has been answered positively in the first 10 games. So seven and three, first place in the uh, Atlantic division. I think it's very hard to poke holes in the Celtics right now, um, even for the biggest uh hole pokers uh it's very hard to find fault with really anything the Celtics have done and that's that's kudos to Missoula and the crew so whoa, whoa, whoa. what do you mean the defense man you like this team giving up the, the, they were 4120 their opponents were I give them credit for Memphis game they, they, they finally you know held someone to below at least 110 but I mean yeah I, I guess that, again there's a lot of positive things to take away but there's yeah, man, but, but as much to be desired on the defensive end of the floor. The the def- I think I think so here here's why I think the defense is gonna be fine. If I'm looking if I am trying to pull coals in this thing, I don't wanna rain on anything positive draws and say we'll go negative a little bit here. But Al Horford hasn't played very well. There's still questions around backup big men, but that's fine. Because when Robert Williams comes back, this team turns into lockdown defense mode, and I don't want them to rush back. I want us to score 140 points and give up whatever it takes and hopefully get a little bit better. But knowing that you're going to have literally a defensive player of the year candidate coming back, hopefully fully healthy for the stretch run, should give this team a lot of a lot of hope. about. And, and if they're winning without playing defense, fine. If they start losing without playing defense, then, yeah, then, then, we, can, then we can start talking. But I think if you, you – I don't know. I feel like it's it's – it's a big enough sample size. They've been playing very well. How are you going to say the defense is a problem when they're seven and three? Well, I mean, when you're hitting your shots, the way the Celtics have been, and they have been, and then, yeah, when they, so like, what are we going to say? Like, how are you going to say the defense is a problem? You know? Yeah. If I, if, crossing his fingers, if like I am, something's going to flirt with that that, that record break, breaking franchise record breaking three point shooter night MSG. Like, yeah, I mean. You know, if you, it's good while it's fun while it lasts, right? But yeah. I'm just saying, just be realistic here. Like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna poke a if I'm gonna poke a hole in in, in, in I guess in this team is it's it's that right that 
uh, defense needs to needs to tighten up because it's it's hard to it's hard to believe that they're gonna they're gonna be shooting this well every single game, especially when they they're playing those what five games in like seven nights type of type of let stretch. Me, let me ask you though: Would you guys be absolutely shocked after watching the first ten games of the season? And I know sustainability; I totally understand it. Would you be shocked if this team is the number one offensive team in the league for the course of the year? No. 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 So they're going to be fine when Rob gets back. Like They're going to be fine. If they stay healthy and Rob comes back, then not only will they have – like they're not getting any offensive production from the center anyways right now, and you're going to get Rob who can rim run to give you a whole different type of perspective on the offensive end. So, I mean, in my opinion, like, yeah, let it roll. We can worry about the defense if Rob doesn't come back. And then if Rob, if Rob can come back and then you get into a playoff series, then sure, we can talk about how well, maybe this is a front-running team. But, I mean. No, I don't think it's a front-running team. I just I just think that um, the games that they squeaked out wins, you wouldn't have saw that a year ago, right? So that's a plus, obviously. But then I'll, I'll take a step further. I think what's also been been great to watch, other than Tatum, uh, doing his thing on the offensive end is his his defense. His defense has has improved quite a bit, in my opinion. And it's not like he's picking the spots to play defense. No, he's he's playing defense, you know, throughout the night, which is great because number one, you know, the defense is kind of lacking. So you know, and, and he's playing the fourth. He's gonna have to you know pick it up as and everyone else as well. But overall, it hasn't been like horrible on the defensive end. Let me uh, let me throw one thing else at you guys. You guys may uh, this may have been lost on everyone shitting on the potential Joe Missoula, uh defense here, but the Celtics started the season last year. You literally just found this out right now. But go ahead. Yeah, this I remember. He's like, I sure I did. <laughs> so why are you presenting it? It's like you guys may have uh, slept on this bag. That I just found 16 seconds ago. No, no, no. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you about it right now. I remember. I remember last year. The big thing at the start of the season was like, "Yo, I thought this guy was supposed to make them play defense." And they, 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 dude, 138, 115, 97, 129, 116, 115, 128. They started the season two and five with those numbers given up on defense. Like, yo, give it a little bit for the defense to get into play, but like. We had the same problem last year. I didn't think it was that bad. Now that I just looked at it, and I had to jump in because those are—that's awful. Yeah, but it, it, it goes that—that <laughs> that goes to my point though that they some of these games that they've able to squeak out, they weren't able to do that a year ago. So you know, no. it's, it's that's not that's, that's not such a glaring, you know, stat or whatever you want to call it, which you just looked up <laughs> compared to this year. Yeah, but don't you remember we had these same discussions last year? That's why it rang a bell in me. I was like, wait a minute. Like we talked this exact same way last year about how this team is supposed to no, be. But they were losing. That's the difference. They were losing. Right. Yeah, right. they weren't closing out those games. Yeah. Right. Like the Memphis yeah, game, no. like they, they blew a 14-point lead. And then uh, when they went on their 10-on-run, their you think, all right, this is it. They're going to like they're gonna close this out. And Memphis still had that one more rally left in them. And if it wasn't for free throws, maybe, maybe it turns into an overtime <laughs> game or whatever, or even a loss. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of encouraging signs from the defensive side. Like, and look, again, holding a team to anywhere closer to 110 than 120 is a start because this team was averaging, man, they were giving up close to 120 points yeah. a, a game. And, and obviously the last couple of games have, have 
brought that down a bit. They're down to what, 114? So they're in the middle of the pack. They're no longer, you know, top 10 in the NBA of, of, of giving up points. So, yeah. And Memphis is a, they've improved. And Memphis is one of the top scoring teams in the league as well. And, you know, to hold them to, you know, the low, low hundreds, that's, a, that's, yeah. that's pretty good. Man, what a showdown. I, I feel like that was fun. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I don't, I don't know, and I guess I can't look up stats while I'm on the podcast when I have a feeling because Sway will call me out on. But no, it's just the way you presented it. Like it was so like, well, you guys aren't even talking about this, but here's this fact. It's just like you definitely just you just came up with that because you would have led with that seven minutes ago, but, shoving you know. facts down your throat. Yeah, you know. Sometimes <laughs> just don't pre- don't present it like that. I'll, <laughs> like, I'll present it over the hell out, please. <laughs> well, while you guys are you know talking about this, you, you didn't even talk. You didn't even mention this fact. <laughs> too busy over there jerking each other's chains off. I've got about this little little dandy from last year, huh? This little nugget that I <laughs> uh, let me dangle this. That just discovered, you know. Yeah. Um, like you had it in your back pocket this whole time. Like my suspicions were correct. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, you know, uh-huh. I'm glad you guys fell into my trap. Let's just, <laughs> yeah, right. just yeah, it's but but don't you feel like offense? I mean, just like scoring numbers are up across the board this year. I feel like every game that I'm watching is like oh the NBA. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> big time. Yeah. Like I don't. What are you trying to say? No one's playing defense, so Celtics are just gonna join the trend. What are you, you going to No, I I just feel like. I know what you're saying. They're saying if just a little bit more defense is played, then more wins. Or... Well, well, I think I think you look at the numbers and you're assuming the Celtics will be defending at a rate where they were last year, you know, under 100 or right around 100 a game. Like, I don't know if that... I don't know like, if they'll be under 100 now. That's 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 asking a lot. But Offenses this year just seem like they're... Everyone's shooting the ball a lot better this year. It just seems like uh, things are clicking. I don't know. Yeah, I mean... I. Stuff, but I don't know. I just feel like that's that's sort of that's sort of the trend I'm 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 noticing. I'm on the I'm on the train of like if you know they're the top offensive team in the league, then you know the the defense shouldn't be you know below like tenth. You shouldn't be like in the twenties, you know, as as a rank. And that's like that's mm-hmm. that's the the seesaw is way way too unbalanced. There, you know, last year actually even the even uh. Even the, the the bubble year, they were you know top five in both categories, in both offense and defense, and I don't think that you know that's too much to ask for for this roster that was on point defensively last year. Even even though it took like half a season, but look where it got. Them. Well, one well one player who's off to a quick start is definitely Jason Tatum. I mean, obviously now he's, he's averaging thirty points, but that type of performance again against someone like John Moran, going toe to toe with someone like that, you know, top tier scorer in the NBA. I, I mean, Tatum's. He's he's entering that conversation, even though it is really early about MVP and and just being the guy who can carry his team. And one part of his game right now that I'm loving is, is getting to the free throw line, man. Like that's something that I always. I mean, we've been saying this for years, and that's something that it kind of goes without being said that that those two things go hand in hand with most superstars. When you're a top scorer, you get to the free throw line more often. You get those calls more often. A lot's been said about how he can play the officials, 
Well, right now things are working in his favor. You know, I mean, he's, the complaints are still in there. There's still, there's literally, there was a complaint of, and he was still coming down from a dunk as he was complaining, which I thought was impressive. And 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 you know, that's still in in his repertoire. But the offense doesn't lie again. You know, it, the way he's picking his spots, the way he's getting to his, his uh, getting to his spots rather. You know take advantage of the angles, reading the defenses. I mean, that's what's impressing me the most. Like, that's superstar-level stuff. Like, the way he's reading opposing teams' defenses and knowing how to attack and knowing how to draw those fouls where it's, it's undeniable, I mean, that's the difference. He's averaging eight attempts from the free-throw line, you know, which, again, it's early in the season. But if he can maintain that and, and continue to shoot, you know, close to 90% from the free-throw line, he hasn't done that in any season of his career. Like, the highest he's ever shot was, what, 86%? That was a few years ago. Like, if he if he can do the ninety, you know, you know, what, what is it, the um, the forty, the forty ninety twenty, and obviously you know, he's going to average more than twenty points. That would carry this offense, obviously, to to maintain what's been going on. But the depth of this bench, if we can get into that, and and the impact it's been doing on the offense too, is only going to help this team, and that's what's really going to make this offense uh, strive. And look, I'm with you, Sean. Like that, that's why I'm thinking, okay, could they maintain being one of the top offenses in the NBA? Absolutely, because the way Jason Payne's playing right now. What Malcolm Brogdon means to this team, how he's elevated the bench and has gotten people to, you know, to, to, to all be on the same page. What Sam Hauser is doing right now off that bench, like all those signs are pointing into that direction that they could be a top tier offense. But obviously, I'm going to keep my, I'll keep my eyes on the defense too as well because that was record, record breaking defense. You know, one of the best defensive stuff this teams I've seen since the 08 or 2010 team. Like that's how good they were last year. You get anywhere near that level, this team's unstoppable. That that's an NBA championship team. Well, like, like, that's the difference. I agree too because I think you're getting elevated play from both Tatum and Jalen Brown, who's averaging 25 points a night. But the problem is like every time it's a little cold against Memphis, but okay, yeah. Like we talk about the the whole the whole first ten games. I know, like we could pick out. I think Tatum didn't have his best game against um, who they play before Memphis. The Knicks. Well, he 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 started he started to warm up towards the second the second half. What do you mean? And we had twenty six. Well, I mean, what about like shooting percentage? Because I feel like you know Tatum for a good chunk of these games might necessarily not have you know a great shooting night, but because he's getting to the line, his point output increases. So it, right. it, it doesn't look like it was a horrible game, but he found a way to score. No, one hundred percent. So I think he he didn't have it. I think he. I mean. The whole team shot incredibly well against the Knicks, so that's a hard one to, to look at. But he did. He was the twenty-seven threes. Yeah, that will do it for you. I mean, he he, he shot six, out. What a show! Six of thirteen and had the worst field goal percentage, three-point field goal percentage of the team that that game. But anyways, what I'm trying to get at is Tatum that was, was probably one of the most fun games I've seen live. Yes. Oh, fun games I've I've watched. I think. Oh man. Tatum. Elevating his game. Brown, sneakily elevating his game. You add depth around them because last year they both started the season very well individually, statistically. And and we know we know how that started because they had no depth and they had no help. But now you're looking at a bench that can come in, play positive minutes, I think. Like that combination of, of uh, Brogdon uh, with Jalen Brown's out. And it's like Brogdon, Tatum, and Grant Williams are sort of running the show. And Smart's thrown in there too. I think that like second unit, where like let Jalen rest, and then you can also bring Jalen in to sub out Tatum with that, and have those three players sort of run the offense. Like that has been, yeah, they've been cohesive. That was like yeah. a season ago. Yeah, everyone was getting theirs, yeah, or at well, least Tatum and Brown were, but they weren't. It was like, all right, you go, and then I go, and then that's that just wasn't 
resulting in good basketball. They even slapped, they even gave each other a high five on the court after an assist to each other the other day, which I thought was like, yeah, they might even make a handshake soon, you know? Yeah. yeah, they might even start liking each other soon, man. Like, I mean, when, <laughs> when everybody eats, when everybody eats, everybody's happy. Everyone happy, right? Yeah. That's, that's... <laughs> Wait, where's that from? What? I don't know. I've never heard that. I've never heard that saying before. You guys make it sound like that's a thing. It is a thing. We just made it a we thing. We just made it a thing, man. <laughs> when everyone eats, you guys said at the same time, everyone's happy. Everyone's happy. <laughs> I just look, look it up on Wikipedia. I just, I'm like, how did you guys think of that at the same time? It's a causeway. It's a causeway well, saying now. Man, what's, what's making this? What's making this bench? <laughs> like those three guys that Sean mentioned, obviously are, are key. Like those are the glue guys off the bench that are gonna, you know, strengthen and lead that lead that group. But what Sam Howes is doing right now, like when you add a shooter in, in the mix, and obviously Grant Williams can also knock down, you know, those three point shots. Malcolm Brogdon can do that as well. Guys like that on the floor, opening, opening the paint, opening the middle for someone like Jason Tatum, like you know, you can mix them in there with those with those second unit guys. I mean, like that's what makes me think, man, this this team can really get going. This team can be one of the deeper teams in the NBA. I mean, one of the deeper teams in the East, at least, right? Like, like that's something that we were concerned about, you know, especially without Rob Williams, especially you know, you you, you see the Celtics go out and get someone like Daniel Gallinari, and then he's out for the year, you know. So now. Sam Hauser stepping in here. And I don't think this thing's a fluke, guys. I really don't. I mean, it's a season career high 17 points against the Knicks. Massive square guard. He went five for eight. He looks comfortable out there. Yeah. His footwork is what's impressed me the most. The way he's getting back on defense has also impressed me. Like he's improved from last season. You know, he doesn't he doesn't look as raw as he did you no know, and, and the small, you know, looks that we got last year of him out there playing mostly garbage time. I mean, he's he's evolved from, from that point. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I wasn't the biggest uh, believer in Sam Hauser, but I I did feel like that moment was the right moment for him. And, like, he, you know, obviously the Knicks, you want to talk about a defensive team that can't defend anybody. I mean, talk about oh, the Knicks. Oh, oh, oh but when I, when I say that, you're like, oh, no, you know, look out for the Knicks. They could right. uh, surprise some people. <laughs> you're right. Uh, <laughs> uh but I didn't yeah, really uh, give up on that one, huh, Sean? Yeah, uh, <laughs> they they they're they're about a piece away, about a superstar away. But that's 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 another another story. Anyways, Hauser showed up in the moment, and I'm glad that they didn't necessarily like run it back with him and put too much on him. Like, like do you feel like Hauser's going right. to be consistent rotational piece, or do you feel like it's going to be? Like let's build him in, like because I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think he's a rotational piece, but he's like he's he's like a he's just a weapon that you use. You know what I mean? It's, it's not going to be because I, I, I know what you're saying. It's not going to be someone that that they're going to constantly draw a place for and say, "Oh, we have to get his shots." He's going to just flow into the the natural flow of the offense. Like if the shots are there, they're there. You know, it's going to be based off obviously obviously getting those defensive stops that get the fast break going, but also just playing in the flow of the of the offense. I mean, that's how. That's how impressive this team has been. It hasn't just been, again, like, if it was one of those runs where it's just like, oh, two people have to go off every single time or was relying on, you know, three-point shooting. Because obviously the, that game in particular, that was, it was big in that game. But it, that, that's not necessarily the identity of, of the offense. It's just more about reading the defense and just getting the best available shot. The guys have just been successful. With Hauser, he's he he takes advantage of, of his opportunities, right? And he gets more opportunities when someone like Horford's out, right? So, oh, that too. Yeah, when he plays, nice back to backs. Yeah, 
he's more versatile than just a shooter, right? I think we I think we all just assume that like all right, he's gonna kind of play some of Gallinari's minutes and just he he's he's just a, he's just a shooter, nothing else. But he's proven he's proven that he's he's more than that, and the more he keeps putting that on display, the more minutes he's gonna play, whether you know the team is shorthanded or not. Because I feel like when he get when the team is shorthanded, that's when he plays more minutes, and then you see more shot opportunities. And you're like, damn, like, you know, why doesn't why isn't this dude like, you know, the the second guy, the, you know, the second guy off the bench? And most of the times, he's what the third, maybe fourth guy off the bench on yeah. most nights. Well, that's I think that's I think where right where he should be. I think the Celtics have. Uh, we talk about the depth. We talk about like what weapons they have. Like, you don't have to all of a sudden rely on Hauser to play 25 minutes a night to win, which is key because I don't think he's there yet. I think you still need to make sure he is. Uh, in the role he should be, instead of like trying to force him to be the whatever. What's the Heat guy's name? I'm fucking drawing a blank. Robinson. Duncan Robinson. Yeah, you, like or or Kyle Korver or any spot up shooter that you're looking for. Um, he's not. Yeah, but see, I, I don't think that's what's going to happen. Though. I, I like that. That's different. Like I feel like that's that's when. The offense is predicated on getting that person shot. Like I don't, I don't think that's going to be it. But like, I see what you're saying. You don't, you don't want it to evolve into that. I don't want it to. I, I, I think like if we talked about if we had Hauser last year coming off the bench and playing like he was right now, with the way the bench was set up, we would have been forcing shots down his throat, and then things would have probably crumbled pretty quickly. And I think that's right. You need someone like you need someone like Brogdon to just control the offense of natural flow, and that's why he's he's been huge for this team. He's been a He's been one of the biggest reasons why this offense has been so so successful. Yeah, big time. Brogdon, Brogdon, I think is the to me has been like the absolute reason why Tatum and Brown have been playing so well, and the reason why the offense has been playing so well. I think it all comes back to Brogdon and what he's bringing off the bench. I knew you loved Brogdon. Love Brogdon. You know, I've been. I I've, knew. I knew. I knew you love MB. I knew it. You know, you know, you know. I've been, I've been, I've been talking about Brogdon for a while, and I don't. I yeah, been, you have. Yeah, but he's always injured, and hey, I'm, I'm hoping that's different this year, man. Yeah. You know, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for you to uh, just uh, unannounced, just walk into the Cosby Studio, which is the Malcolm Brogdon jersey. Just like, oh, oh, just no. got it yesterday, guys. Just got it yesterday. No, I'm a, I got my Marcus Smart jersey. I'm not getting a different jersey, bro. That's it. No, why does it have to be? Why does it one right. or the other, bro? Come on, man. Seriously, are you team Marcus? You what are you? What are you fucking now? foreshadowing here? How, how the I am not. Right? I am not saying that it's because stop of, restating these Celtic stereotypes, right? I'm not going Brogdon. Reinforcing, excuse me, <laughs> these I'm Celtic stereotypes. Brogdon versus Smart. I accept all point guards on this team, but I just bought my <laughs> here. <laughs> Except for Carson Edwards. <laughs> That's a whole different that just story. Sounded, that just sounded so political. <laughs> I accept all point guards on this team. Of all, of all walks of life. <laughs> Kyrie. I respect all walks of life. Yeah, he's there, Kyrie. Yeah. <laughs> Even the guy who doesn't play any minutes. Sorry, Payton. You know, I respect you too. Hey, I think... <laughs> Justin. <laughs> league, right? yeah. It's got nothing to do with race. It's just all about like the, the type of players there. <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, Sean, let's. Uh, why don't you lead us into our next segment here? Why don't you lead us into uh, who's who's up next for the Celtics team? How how could they improve on this terrific <laughs> ten game start for the regular season? Seven and three start Celtics, third in the Eastern Conference. You know the cliche. You know the cliche, right? Oh, I know it's a small sample size. No, 
It's the only fucking sample size we have. It's not. This is a little sense. It's and, it. And, it's all we got to talk and, about. Yo, ten games is a decent sample size. Like, let's be honest. No, not really. Uh, it's more than fifteen percent way through the season. Yo, if, if no, no, that's a no, no, no. We're not doing this. We're not. We're not doing this. You know, this this wrong calculating of the math here. We causeway no, no. math. We can do some causeway math. Nah, though. man, we're not doing that. Math. Math. I, all right, all right. Well, Sean, if if I give if yeah, I give games. you one slice. Of a pizza, right? Of a whole pie. Does that mean you ate most of the most of the pizza, bro? So if I ate one slice of the pizza, I would be able to tell you if that's a good pizza or a bad pizza. Now, is that is that fifteen <laughs> percent? But is that fifteen percent of the pizza? All right, all right. That wasn't the best analogy. All right, but you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Was that you haven't even had not even a quarter of that pizza? Like, if someone accused you of eating most of the pizza, you'd be like. I only had a slice. Like that's how much yeah, of, yeah, a, yeah. of this of this of this pizza we've had. Right? You're definitely not gonna be like I had only fifteen percent of that pizza. Like no, no. <laughs> yeah. Okay, no. ten <laughs> games over an eighty eighty two game schedule is twelve percent of the pizza. Okay, of the full pie, which I feel is like this, is this is this factual, or you just made this up? Yes, because I knew ten. Okay, yeah, twelve point five percent would be ten eighty. Causeway math, baby. I love it. Would be twenty. Yeah, never fails. I'm just saying. I know I can. If I have, if yeah, we all need, we all should take the MCAS and just see what happens. Oh my god, know? dude! <laughs> just the math section. You just gave me horrible flashbacks right now. That shit. Uh, like 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 this, the one that we took back then, like the same one. Just when I took, at least the last time I took it, we were like the last year that it didn't count towards graduation. So, oh, fuck you, dude. We were the first. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be aging oh, myself yeah, we a little bit here, but so, it is what it is. We were the first year yeah. that counted from fourth, sixth, eighth, and tenth grade. You six, had to pass all six kids. too. Damn, I thought it was like. I thought, well, for us, it was fourth. We took yeah. a fourth, eighth, and tenth. Yeah. No, you didn't take that shit fourth, dog. Standardized test the fuck out of us, man. Great. We took it at fourth. No, I don't think so. I remember I taking elementary did. school. Nope, nope, nope. I remember you no. did. Oh, you remember I did it? I never did. No, <laughs> we were, that was like a practice thing. Dude, yeah, Joel, that was like a practice thing. We were, yeah, we were the full class to go do the full run of MCAS was our class. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let's see what let's see what these fuckers how they come out. Yeah, well, <laughs> our our stats our stats were, were huge in the data. Who's laughing? <laughs> the data research. Who's laughing? They were like the board the school board across the state was like, yo. We have some dumb motherfuckers that we're letting just slip by here, guys. We need to fucking, we need to, we need to rectify this immediately. Hold on. Plug the holes here. Hold on. Did anyone know that all of the eighth grade, half of the eighth grade students in Massachusetts are reading at a fourth grade level? Why have we never tested? What the hell's going on? If they listen to our causeway math, yeah, they would not be. A I know how they were like, this. how the hell, how the hell did you guys even make it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were like, it's useless. Standardized tests are useless. <laughs> look how these, look how these guys are. Any former teachers of uh, the Pavone brothers and Sean Dutra, you know, we we tried. You know, we did it. We did what we could. Uh, Anywho, any, any, we got Sean. God, anyway, Scott. Right. So we got. Celtics, uh, as we are looking ahead here, take their seven and three record against the uh, Detroit Pistons. Who, um, surprise, they suck. What do you know? Who would have thought of seeing this coming? Pistons, uh, definitely not a good basketball team. They've lost seven of the last eight games they played. So, um, 
you know, I think they've the Celtics have sort of had a little bit of a challenging schedule where they've had some good contests. The Pistons will definitely should definitely be one of those wins where we're like, okay, let's um, let's lock it down and hold them under a hundred points. I mean, they got them tonight, and then Friday night uh, they uh, this so we start the start of a two game homestand. They got the Denver Nuggets that coming to the Garden. The Denver Nuggets Ooh. playing very good basketball at this point of the season. Also, 7-3 and three going into whoever they got before the Celtics, which looks like it's the Pacers. So, um, <laughs> we going into whoever they got. Yeah. <laughs> Some opponent I mean, they're playing before they play the Celtics. Okay. I'm, I'm, Are you looking ahead for Denver? What's going on? <laughs> I'm just trying to set the scene. You know, set the mood, light a couple candles. You know, it's a big Friday night ma- a matchup, man. Wherever they're fucking flying from, they'll be in Boston. Yeah, they're uh, they're yeah. Celtics will be home, staying at home, well rested, going into this matchup against the Nuggets, who got to go to Indiana and then come to Boston. Uh, Spicy Nuggets, huh? Yeah. What do you guys think of the Nuggets this year? Jamal Murray's been back, looking pretty good. See that three sixty layup that dude pulled the other night? That was pretty fucking dope. They're looking pretty spicy there. Yeah, the Nuggets. Uh, as long as they got, as long as they got the, the Joker, they're always going to be a, a team to reckon with. But don't you? Yeah, feel- smells like a owl. Smells like a owl for, for being completely honest. No, no. So, so this year, <laughs> I'm not saying it's an L, but I'm just saying this year. <laughs> hey, what did I say about that Cleveland game? By the way, you didn't. You said two and one. Just saying. You said Knicks. Yes, two and one. I said against the against the Cleveland. I said the oh. Cavs. Oh. Two and one. I, I said, yeah, right. I said they won't lose against the Knicks, but I, when you guys are both correct, just wrong each way, you know. But uh, yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> I think they lose against Cleveland. They lost. Yeah, but you should have said three and out. So, uh, <laughs> so when you win, you actually lose. Yes, Damn it. exactly. Come on, play the game, bro. So yeah, I don't know. Th- those are the two games, and then we got Detroit. We fly to Detroit. Um, Detroit basketball. Yeah, which I actually had a little bit of higher hopes for Detroit, but it's a back-to-back. So basically, Wednesday, at home versus Detroit. Friday, big game against the Nuggets. Then you play a um, an interesting, it's interesting schedule. You're at Detroit on Saturday on the second day of a back-to-back. And you come back to Boston to play the OKC Danda. Down Danda. All right, we got Wednesday home against Detroit. Friday, big time matchup against the Nugs. Then go to Detroit on Saturday to play those same sorry ass Pistons. And then on Monday, oh, that's right. Back okay, yeah, they're back home. Yeah, to play the Oklahoma City Thunder from down under. And <laughs> you have to say that every time. And OKC <laughs> is actually playing pretty good basketball this year. Oh, you know why? Man, Joshua, my boy's, ball, my boy's balling out. <laughs> what? Joshua Giddy? <laughs> yeah, I guess he's he's playing well too. But you know, man, Shea Gilgis. That's very true. Shea Gilgis is having himself a little bit of a season here. Shea, uh, Shea. Um, don't look now, but the Thunder um, are four and six, guys. I mean, there, there might even be, you know. Yeah, six and six, or, or you that's know, matchup for the Celtics. Though, man. That's a that'd be that'd be a good that'd no, be a good test. That's certainly I like that. It's sort of the way I look at Detroit and OK. 
Like they should be a, like a tough out, but trap games depends on the night. Like I feel like so is going to come play really well against you know Detroit the first game. Potentially come out and see what happens against the Nuggets, and that that back to back against Detroit that's going to be the toughest game in the thing because you know you fuck Detroit and then got to play a team that's going to have be able to game plan against you because they just played just. So we'll see what happens. But those are the four games. Who's the uh, who's 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 in the early MVP conversation besides Taylor that you guys think? All right, Jason Taylor being mentioned. Right, since, since we got in, 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 in light of you know Joker coming to town, who else? Luca. Luca, hands down. And then you got Luke. So Luke, I think there's there's three people at the top of. Actually, I'm going to get four people at the top of the list. I'm going to get four people at the top of the list. My top four, no particular order. Tatum, well, my Rushmore, huh? Tatum, Giannis, Luca, Donovan Mitchell. Those are the top four. You know what? I'm going to agree with you. Yeah. Oh shit! Nailed this it. The first. The Nailed first time it. In Causeway Street history. The three of us <laughs> agree on this. All right, rank them. Rank the four, though. Let's see. Uh, so wah, wah, wah. So rank the four. So I go. Giannis. Giannis. I go one? Luka. One or four? Yes. Oh, okay. okay. Luka. One. Luca. Luca. Is that a question? I'm Why? Not sure. What? Well, how is Luca number one? Luca's number one because he's. Because he's a white guy. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, I said I believe in. All point guards, oh, that's okay? Right, that's right. All- <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. You did, you did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. I'm, I'm sorry. No, you cross the line, Joe. Probably do, ready. <laughs> cross the line, you man. Pro- <laughs> you probably do got to give the edge to Giannis. Just come because- on, man. You're just saying that because out of the out of your, you're just speaking out of your heart right now, man. You do that all as, the time. As we're recording this, bad boy, they're nine and one, my dude. They were the the last team that was yes. undefeated. <laughs> It should be ten and zero, but I clearly and like and honestly, I didn't think you know they were going to be like this good without Middleton. So oh, know, I knew that's saying something. I know, but Luka Doncic is averaging thirty six points a game. You know his worst game this year was when he put a thirty one point triple double up. That's his lowest scoring game this year. So Luka's just been playing bad. I wasn't impressed. Luka, cool. <laughs> Luka's, <laughs> Luka's played basketball. <laughs> Insane level. You know, there was a name. There was another point guard by the name of uh, Russell Westbrook. You know, about eight years <laughs> yeah, ago, yeah. doing the same shit. <laughs> and what? Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. How did that turn out for him? What did uh, he won MVP? He, <laughs> what did he win? What did he win? He won MVP. Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. you. All right, all right. Let's keep going. Okay, one. All right. Yeah. Giannis. Two. Luca. Three. Tatum. This is where it gets interesting. Tatum. I'm gonna say Mitchell. Sorry. All right. No, come on! Like, who the fuck thought that Cleveland was going to be this good? I, I, yeah. this good? Shut the fuck up! See, see, if you're basing it on the last three days, you can say Tatum, <laughs> but beyond that, you got to give, you got to give it to well, Mitchell, I think, so majority win. You gotta, you gotta look at the head-to-head matchups, right? They beat us twice, like that's, that's yeah. Tough. Oh, well, there you go, bro. and that too. <laughs> there you go, bro. <laughs> if you had, if you, if you're trying to figure out which one is, you know, which one should go over, the, then right there, you just fucking, you yeah, just, you, you just broke the tiebreaker, bro. <laughs> all right. Yeah, we're making progress. Look at this, man. We're all on the same page. Jesus shit. Christ. Now let's really fuck some shit up. Book it. Who's number all five? four. The weather, five? the weather changes and then fuck. Who's right. number five? See, why Sean? See, I'm a, we really said, are, we said really four, man. Betting man aren't you? Yeah, right. Why, really why, why, why you got to do that? Why you gotta, oh, let's, 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 let's
Oh, see, that's how that's how betters think. You see how the, the generous think? <laughs> They're always thinking, oh, no, let's keep milking this. You know, that's, we got the we got the lucky streak going. Let's see if we can get the fifth one. Come on, we got. <laughs> see how that far is- we can go. Right. I see the fucking edge. Let me just fucking you know, just let me look I over get real quick. It now. That's the itch. That's the itch you had. You had to scratch. You know? Hold on, we got a good thing going. Let's keep it rolling, man. Let's go. <laughs> Who's number five? Who's number five? All, all things, all good things come in threes, huh? What the fuck, dude? If we all said the fifth one, you know, Sean's gonna be like, "All right, guys, you gotta keep it going." Huh? All right, number six. Everyone say it at the same time. Everyone God think, damn it! No, we're not gonna do it. Think about it, and everyone say it at the same time. No, okay? I'm not thinking about it. <laughs> I'm quitting while we're ahead. Let's quit while on, we're ahead. On, on, right. on the counter. Right. Everyone, get the people. Ready? Got it? Joel, you got yours? I got mine. I got mine. Ah, hold on. Yeah, Joel. All right. <laughs> yeah. One, two, three. John Moran. Ah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you froze up. Joel, you said Moran. Yeah, you I, did. I, I did it. I did it. I said fucking, I, I said Steph. Oh. That's an off. That's not. That's not bad. But he was. He was a little in the beginning. He was a little cold. Lately, obviously, he went off the other night. But no, yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. No love for Trey Young. I was gonna go back and forth between John Trey, but I don't know. But Trey, Trey, it's having. Trey's, Trey's having a good start it. because of because Squad. of yeah because of his his counterpart. Yeah. Hey, that's not bad. That's not bad. Pretty much. Out of 15 potential players, we were 14 for 15 there. We'll take those odds any day. Well, we could have been a fucking perfect on 100 <laughs> you see, score you see how if he didn't fucking works. push it. Bro. You see how Sean's brain works? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's hilarious. Well, I feel like if you, did you say Curry? I said Steph. I went Steph. And then you guys, uh, I just, I did you both. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought, it sounded like you went, up, but yeah, or some yeah. kind of noise. But yeah, yeah. you said Steph. Yeah. Gotcha. Some kind of noise. <laughs> <laughs> you just freaked up. Well, you whole fuck this whole thing up, though. You could have said a name, dude. Like, almost like, almost like a, uh, like a, uh. yeah. <laughs> he said Steph, though, yeah. It would have been funny if all three of us just went, ja, like, da. Like, it been, like, <laughs> wait, what? What was that? Like, what was <laughs> Just a just a, a annoyed. <laughs> yeah. Did you say John? Did you say John? You realize. All right, man. So listen, that fourth matchup, man. That's what makes it tough. The, uh, OKC, the OKC. Realistically, Sean. OKC. Yeah. OKC Thunder from down under. Oh, Sorry, that's I kind of like it. The Thunder from down under. That's a uh, that's an old Outback Steakhouse dessert. I, I figured, bro. I figured. Yes. I figured that was from, you know, Let me get that from down something, under. something related to, you know, an Australian accent. I get it. Which also is a good way to say I just shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that what they say down there? Oh, boy, he's got a little thunder from down under, huh? He just... That's not what they say, because why would he put that on the menu? You learn, right, you learn something new every day. No, no, it's like, you know, when someone. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's a common saying in uh, Northeast Australia about how they say they shit their pants. You learn something there, so, uh, three and one, guys. We got here. <laughs> Lord, oh, baby. Yeah, do you mind? Joel? Three and one, but it won't be OKC. It's going to be one of the Detroit games for some reason. Detroit, Detroit the gave itself Celtics fits last year. Now, hear me out. Hear me out with this. Celtics tickets for Monday night are just like $26 to get into the building against the Thunder. So. What does that have to do with them winning that game? <laughs> I, 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 
Yeah. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, all right, so yeah. what's the I'm next? I'm waiting for the other side of it. Yeah, yeah. so. I think you're going to say, I think you're going to say when tickets drop to a certain, you know, price range, they win the game. I don't know. Yeah, they're undefeated. You know what? Tickets drop to $23. Let me go check that. Let me go check that. Oh, get the fuck out of here. How are you going to even look Dude, that up? You didn't know that? How do you Google that? It's happened for the last two years in a row. You don't Google it. You pull a spreadsheet and you just do research your own self. There you go. I'm sorry. I forgot who I was dealing with here. I think they get, yeah, I think they might go two and two. I really do, man. I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't. I mean, I, to, I'll play like it's a hard stretch just because of the way it. it yeah. That Nuggets Pistons back to back. That is, that's tough. Like you got to yeah. take and you can't mess up the other two. Yeah, but then I'm I'm also basing it on you know their little okay, three. Okay, is tough. Their three game like you know little mini streak going on right now that maybe they're they're gonna pick it up even more so on the defensive end. They're like oh, we gotta clamp yeah. down on these. We're gonna clamp down on these whack you know these whack ass teams. Even though I I still feel like Detroit's gonna beat them in one of those games. Celtics killer Sadiq Bay is in the Pistons jersey, and, and that's, that's another, and that's <laughs> another. You know, that's Sway's boy. Yeah. That goes. It sounds like he still plays basketball. So. Yeah, he yeah. still plays for the Detroit Pistons. So yes, and it could have been yours. No, no I'm going. I'm going. I'm going two two. Um, lots of lots of the Nuggets, and hmm. just no faith they can beat a good team, huh? That's fucking. And, and OKC, I don't know. So the OKC, I think I think it's going to be a tough matchup. They're going to lose in like overtime. And call yeah. three. They can beat the Nuggets. The Nuggets and um, the Nuggets. They got the Nuggets at home. They're gonna get up for that game. They're gonna beat the Nuggets. Man. So nah, man, the next, the next Moses Brown is gonna just you know shit on the Celtics and you know, on the Thunder. That was gonna happen. <laughs> I wish people could see Sean's face right now. <laughs> he looks so bad. Why are you so mad at me right now? Just because, like, do you believe in this team or you don't believe in this team? It's so easy to say, like, and I get I go the opposite way, but like the Nuggets at home on a Friday night. Something's gonna get up for that game. They're not gonna lose that game, man. I tell you this: <laughs> the last time I saw Celtics <laughs> was last season on a Friday, and it was right after the the White, no, the White, the Derek White trade. <laughs> D White, the D White. Speaking of players that have found themselves a nice role on the team, so much better than what we had to try to force him into last year. Like he just sort of plays, floats around, plays some good defense, makes good play. Yeah. Doesn't have to score so much of a better role. Well, when that jump shot's falling, man, it's, yeah, it's tough because then then teams have to go and go out and guard, and they, they don't want to do that. You know, yeah. when you got Michael Brogdon on the floor, when you got either Tatum or Brown on the floor, one of those guys seems like to be the fucking great. The, uh, the common, the common mat. I mean, the common lineup when you mix it with the with the second unit. So yeah, and, and yeah. even and even Greg Williams is a threat. I never thought I'd be saying that, but yeah. I love this offense, man. I know, right? I know, <laughs> man. Like hey, these guys are always, these kids are growing up in front of our eyes. Yeah. Man. Look at these guys. But yet, but yet, but yet, but yet, they'll go two and two right. this week. So, according so. to Sway. That defense, that defense is sus. All right. And because of that, they go in two and two. All right. All right. Those are high power offensive teams coming in. And I know, I know they're in, they're, they're going to be in home and everything. And the crowd's going to be backing them up. I just think it's going to be a tough matchup. But it'll, it'll, yeah. it'll come down to the wire. I'm not talking yeah. about sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Causeway listeners. You know, we couldn't agree on every little thing here. Okay? I'm sure Zadis is very happy with your prediction right now. All right. I'll put... <laughs> Shut the hell up. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap up this show the way we wrap up every single episode here on Causeway Street. We take our trip around the NBA with Joel in case you missed it. 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 Joel, what we missed? Well, 
it's the uh, part of the episode where we give the listeners a what I like to call the Kyrie update. The last oh, time we spoke about this man, we were all confused as to why anything hadn't been done to him in terms of you know any certain punishment, no consequences. And as usual, when we record an episode, some other shit drops right after it's been released. So Mr. Irving has been suspended for no less than five games. And in the meantime, before he can suit up again for the Nets, Kyrie has to uh, <laughs> has to complete six items. <laughs> yeah, like a punch list, huh? What we got? We got it here. Um, he has to name his his first son. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Never mind. Sorry, that's, that's, that's different list. I'm sorry. That's, that's different list. My bad. My bad. Sorry. Whoa, whoa. Where'd you get that list from? Sorry, my, my bad here. Like, what know. is Adam Silver, Rumpelstiltskin? Yeah, all I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think, you know. I picked up the wrong sheet of paper here. I yeah, what the heck, man? Yeah, stop reading those tabloids, man. That's not in case you missed it. Come on. He has to name his firstborn. What does he have to name his firstborn? What does he have to name his firstborn? I need to know the end of the story. What does he have to name it? Where are Jeremiah. We? He needs a G- <laughs> Jeremiah. <laughs> Jeremiah Irving. <laughs> Noah. Noah. <laughs> <laughs> Noah Irving. <laughs> Moses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the more biblical, the better. <laughs> all right. Uh, now nah, he's got to. Uh, I guess they're all biblical. I guess he's sort of done oh. this, but you know, this was after the fact. He got suspended. Uh, apologize slash uh, condemn the the movie in, in in question here that he had sitting on his Twitter feed for uh, longer than it should have been up there. Uh, he also has to contribute five hundred thousand dollars to an anti-hate cause. Uh, Wait, well, hold on, hold on. Did he try to do that already? Yeah, it was the, it was the ADL. And they said oh, we don't want your money, bro. We just want a fucking apology. Yeah. They're like, no. fuck off. The anti-defamation league. They said no to the money, but he has to go meet with them. I think. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, yeah, See, yeah, that's, yeah. Like that's, a, that's another thing. Have. Yeah, he's got to meet with the ADL. That's one of, the, that's one of them, right? Yeah, yeah he's got to meet with the ADL. Go somewhere different, something like yeah. somewhere take his money. Yeah, you know? he's got to meet. Yeah, meet with them and and, and Jewish leaders, uh, anti-Semitic training, and sensitivity training. And last but not least, he's got to meet with Joe Side to demonstrate the understanding of these items. <laughs> Jeez. Now. Rumor has it that the reason why uh, all these things are, are are being you know asked of him is that he's gonna most likely not do them, and and thus meaning that well you ain't gonna complete this shit, then we don't care how much we're paying you this year, you're not coming back to play for the Nets. But and this is the same Kyrie Irving who um he, he couldn't just flat out say he's anti-Semitic and he couldn't do a proper apology. Right, same Kyrie Irving. The same guy, the right. same guy. So you can see why there's sort of people are speculating this. Like, yeah. if you think he's going to do half of these things, like just think about how hard it was him to give a formal apology before the suspension was handed down. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. As we're recording this podcast, he's hasn't played in, in two games so far, but um, he's also has met with Adam Silver, and according to according to sources here. Uh, both sides had a productive understanding, uh, paving the way for the Nets and their suspended star to work through his steps on a potential path forward, whatever that means. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, man, Brooklyn right now. Jeez. Curry really messed up, huh? Yo, uh, 
We're also forgetting here that, you know, Ime still hasn't been hired by the Nets, and most likely it has to do with, you know, this Kyrie situation that needs to be figured out before bringing in another controversy to the squad. I'm starting to think that this was all just like, just a stupid, I mean, obviously it's a poor judgment because of, because of the way he reacted to the backlash. But more importantly, I'm starting to think that like, maybe he just really didn't watch the whole documentary. He didn't realize like how bad it was. You know, like, he just I don't think he saw it at all. He didn't expect that coming at all. Like, I don't think this is a lot of people want to say like, Oh, he likes to strip the pot or oh, he just like to be controversial. Just because, like that. With this one, I'm trying to think that, like, he just, this was way more than he anticipated. Like, he was way in over his head here. He didn't bro, intend for any of this. Bro, bro, I he read the synopsis I, of the flick, and it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I can I can, I can, agree with this. And just put it up on his thing, put it up on his Twitter. I don't know how you watch, like, even the the, the movie name, and then it says, like, like it, it spells it out for you pretty clearly on the thing you posted. The, uh, I don't know. Look, I'm not trying to, like, give Curry a free pass here because, you know, either way, it's irresponsible, but I'm like, just whatever it is, whether it's owning up to, if that's the case, you know, to what I, you know, what I'm saying, the truth to that whatsoever, owning up to saying like, look, I made a mistake, which I think would be difficult for him to do after the just the, the the constant year after year of the whole the Earth is flat thing. Like, I'm sure he regrets saying that, you know. And I just feel like he maybe saw him saw him going down the same sort of path. However, there's also the other side of it, right? Maybe you know he's just like. If I post something on here, like, why does it matter so much? But I, I also don't think that maybe he didn't, what do you call it? What am, I, like, what am I trying to say? It's almost as if he didn't, like, completely get the context of the film or the seriousness behind it. You know, that, you know, the, 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 the distinction between fact and a completely or half or whatever opinionated piece. Like, I, I think he's, he's, he was, he, he didn't understand the, those lines and, and the, the magnitude of, putting something like that on your Instagram story, even if it's just an Instagram story, the kind of backlash that, that would happen, you know? But like, do, do either one of you think he's anti-Semitic? I don't think he's anti-Semitic. No, I don't think I so think either. He's just, he's just been going about yeah. this horribly. Like, instead yeah, of just this... holding up to it or yeah, just yeah. being honest or just thoroughly explaining himself, no matter how you slice it, he just handled this whole situation terribly. Yeah, yeah like, like, you know, when he's been asked, you know, multiple nope. times, or, are you anti-Semitic? And then for him to finally you know go beyond the uh you know i'm not i'm not answering this question to just saying how can i be anti-semitic if i know where i come from okay two things um one are you saying you're jewish (laughs) 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 what do you mean by that because even even if you are saying you're jewish and even if you are saying that you're jewish and if you are saying you're jewish it is possible to be jewish and still throw anti-semitic comments or things like that it is, it is possible to do that it's not like yeah. it's it's not like you know like oh how dare you ask me that first of all i'm this yeah. and then second of all like you know it's like no stop just answer the fucking question yes or no right. that's it's it. like it's i it. never have to explain myself type of thing and it's just like uh with this one you really do oh like yeah you really do. yeah when you burn sage at the garden you didn't have to explain right but there's there's plenty of times that he did it that he should have but like you yeah, know? yeah, with the whole sage thing. Yeah, he did explain himself. Nobody gave a sh- no one asked him, but he right. just decided to just, you know explain hey, himself. But, but I think we got, we can all agree that he gets he gets quite agitated when he's asked for any kind of ability. He just doesn't like that. I don't know. Which stand, which for me, it's not helping him right now at all. And if he continues oh. to be the stubborn, it's gonna he's gonna be kicked out of the league. You know, like that's how that's how bad this is. For me, that's like the biggest problem in in like our 
sort of our country right now is people just get to say things and then they don't have accountability for them. You know, they don't, they don't have to explain why they said something that clearly hurt a bunch of people. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, and then you can't, you can't tell me you're going to sit here and go against all the politicians that are saying the same thing right now and doing the same exact and, and then be, you know, you do that, and then you also also then feel like, yeah, no, I can just do whatever I want, you know. Yeah. And and meanwhile, you got Jalen Brown, who's one of the several several vice presidents of the players uh, association here, um, come forward and say that the associate the uh, player association is most likely is going to appeal the the suspension because of the. Uh, the harshness of <laughs> of what needs to be done for him to come back. I don't know. That's a little. I I was very strange. Well, the, yeah. Well, the way the way Jalen worded it kind of makes sense. Like, there's, there's no rule saying that you have to be careful what you put on your social media. Which I'm kind of surprised, by the way. Like, you figure there'd be some sort of guidelines as to how they approach social media, especially these days. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, especially these days, like to protect their like to protect yourself. Honestly, like, yeah. you know, don't cancel yourself or whatever you however you want to phrase it it's like to, to protect your players future in the nba like here are some guidelines just as a reminder of how to how to behave on social media yeah real quick the movie is called hebrews to negroes wake up black america and essentially it's yeah it's nothing really i don't know the title's yeah. kind of like it says that that's why, that's why i think he didn't watch it i really don't you yeah. did you see it like did you see like i i just, I, I wanted to see like you know i was interested in it. like maybe i'll watch this thing it's like three hours long. And yeah. it's like, Essentially, it's it's, it's a lot of time. Black Black Hebrew Israelites, the community, right? They're saying that they're the true descendants of biblical Israelites. That's what. That's that's what the movie is. is. But in saying that, there, there's some anti-Semitism in that, right? Yes, exactly. correct, like, correct. correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying no, some, no. I'm not, uh, I'm not saying information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of yeah. a lot of disinformation. Yeah, exactly. Just, right. Yeah. To prove that point. Yeah. And, and that's why I don't, I'm, I'm not quite sure you watched this whole thing. Yeah. I don't think you watched any of it, to be honest. <laughs> I, I think that, um, I don't know, guys. I just feel like there's a big double standard going on. Um, you know, I mean, <sighs> dude, <laughs> like, you can't, you, you, you cannot pick and choose your battles of hatred. Hatred is hatred, and if you're whatever you're gonna if you're gonna stand up and and hate something for or promote hate, it doesn't matter who who it doesn't matter who it's against. You it should not be stand for. So mm-hmm. like it that that's the sorry, my biggest thing is <clears throat> NBA is gonna be a progressivity. God forbid something not God forbid, whatever you know what I'm saying. But no, I know. You know, if something came out where somebody went against, um, you know, Asian Americans, right? You think the NBA is going to sit there and stand for that? No. No. So it's just, it's it's the same thing. If the NBA is trying to be the most progressive league and make sure that they have people that are socially responsible and helping, you know push out these social agendas that I think are great. I think more leagues should hold their players accountable to. You have to come down on someone that's basically saying, fuck accountability. I'm going to say whatever the hell I want, no matter who it hurts. Yeah. 
you know, freedom of speech. <clears throat> I gotta right. say, freedom and of speech like, is not I free from consequences this. or responsibility. All I did is this. All I did was that. And it's just like, yeah, but you don't get to decide how it made other people feel. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's the part. Exactly. Like, that's the part that yeah. you don't have any control over, man. So. Yeah. yeah. No, um, 100%, man. 100%. Yeah. Well, we shall see what will this happen another- going forward, but this is this is where we're at right now. This is where we're at right now when it comes to this, this situation. Yeah. All right. In case you missed it, Suns forward Cam Johnson had surgery Tuesday to remove part of the meniscus in the right knee. Uh, it's a procedure that should allow him to return in one to two months, according to ESPN. It was unclear until the operation whether Johnson would either need more extensive repair that could have potentially ended his season. Johnson had a similar surgery on his left knee during his senior year at uh, North Carolina back in 2017, and he was able to come back in uh, five weeks. Johnson, uh, he suffered the injury last week playing against the uh, Portland Trail Blazers. Uh, he was having a great start to the season because he was a starter, <laughs> averaging about 13 points a game. So that's not good news for the Suns, who are kind of thin right now uh, in their front court. So. Let's see if uh, Jay Crowder all of a sudden uh, becomes that much more important to return to this team. Oh, I, I was just, I was, I was actually just That's awkward. I was not awkward. To, I was talking to Tim the other day about this whole thing. I was like, yo, is Jay coming back? And he's like, I don't think so, man. I think that's just done. I think like Jay's and, and, and reports came out today, I guess that like, as it should be, man, he checked out, man. It's man, like, uh, it's like when, it's like when Cruz quit the team and, uh, and, uh, coach Carter, bro. Like, okay. Nobody oh, brought him back though. Twice. No, I mean, that's in the high school, all right? Like, we're not doing this, all right? No, like, coach, no. what I got to do to play, Coach? What I got to yeah. do? I don't, care how many, I don't care how many push-ups you're doing, Jay. You know, all, you, if you want to keep putting your workout videos on, on Instagram, like, I'm, I'm, I'm with the Suns on that. Like, no, you can't just rejoin the team because the situation is finally ideal for you. Like, no. No, no, man. I didn't think. No, I didn't think. You know that Jay would come and be like, "Oh, looks like you guys need some uh, some help up front there." No, I'm just. I'm so why'd you make the So why'd you make the cruise reference? No, you did, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you just. Did. <laughs> I know, I'm just that was you. No. no, I'm saying. I'm saying to the sons. What shouldn't happen? <laughs> I'm saying to the sons. You know, who are supposedly trying to work out a trade for this dude. Do they just say maybe we should we should look to him coming coming back or see yeah. see what his beef is for real if you know because he lost his starting spot or what's you know something? No, the leverage that they had was very little to trade Jay Crowder before Cam Johnson went down. Now every team's like, nah, you can just play with him. Like this, we'll give you a second round pick for Jay, and that's that's literally it. Like, yeah, it looks like- yeah. that's his value now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, shout out to Tim, you know. Uh, it's going to be an up and down season for him, I think. All we do is deliver uh, Tim bad news. It's <laughs> so true. <laughs> never good news. When we're talking about the Suns, never good news. Suns could be a little bit of a wild card, a little bit of a wild card in the West, but they got to figure their stuff out quick because they do not. Very well, the Celtics' depth, like, and, and they're 7 and 3 too, so they're, they're not playing bad, but like. Oh, no. But it's like. How are they going to sustain this type of thing? Yeah, right? plus plus you got teams like the Lakers and the Warriors who are off to a horrid start. Yeah, the Lakers aren't even involved in this conversation. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, just in terms of like the teams that were supposed to do. I mean, and then you got Utah on the flip side. Fucking what? They what? Are they eight and one? It's the, they, uh, weren't they supposed to tank this yeah. year? That's not what Danny signed up for, man. <laughs> <laughs> <Just saying it. laughs> 
<laughs> then y'all say you're going to take this year, and you know you, you are winning like seven seven games in a row. What happened to that? Dan, Dan's <laughs> about two weeks away from busting in the practice practice facility. Oh, no, no, not even <laughs> busting into like a, a front office meeting, being like, "You guys said the plan was <laughs> to reset. I could do whatever I wanted if you guys would have been here. The plan was to reset, right? Then why the hell are we with? Like, you know, you know, he's mad. Oh, you know what? Though going back, to why haven't we traded Jordan Clarkson yet? <laughs> going back to our MVP conversation, that's got to be a hit on Donovan Mitchell, the team you left. You know, number one in the West right now. No, it actually makes him look good on the on the MVP talks. All right, I got a question to throw out. I think the transition very well. All right, all right. So obviously, the Jazz are number one right now. But what's the who, who's the best team in the West right now? Forget record, best team you've seen in the West right now. I don't know. You got you, you want you want to say Dallas, right? That's what you want to say. This is the point of this conversation. Uh it, it so no, actually, actually. <laughs> I was going to say the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets. Yeah, man. Exactly. I thought they were going to catch an L. No, <laughs> no, no, no. See what you did? See what you did? You brought it back and now, you know, he's got all the all the rights to fucking say what he's about to say. So, no, that's the, on you, the, Sean. That's on you. The Celtics should beat the best team in the West because the Celtics are the best team in the East and the East is better. Hands out. All right. Are we done? Who's your best team in the West, Joel? Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's Denver. The, the Mavericks then. I think you're probably right. You're probably right. <laughs> I mean, it's not the Suns, even though they're seven and three, like you said. All right. Last but not least, in case you missed it, Dwight Howard has a new home, and no, it's not in the NBA. Mm-hmm. It's not in Boston like a lot of people want it to happen. He's going Ain't overseas, it. ladies and gentlemen. I'm not going to lie, yo. When I first heard that, uh, you know, find out, find out where he's going to next, I thought it was going to be the wrestling announcement. I really did. <laughs> so, he's going to WWE. No, nah, man, that's uh, when a WrestleMania season, then, yeah, then maybe he'll he'll sign that contract. Right, right now, he's, he's still got to train, you know? All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I where it is, because I love the move. He's going to he's going to Taiwan, right? He's going to he's going to play with the uh, the 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 Tai Taiyan Taiyan. I hope that's what I'm saying, that right? Taiyan Leopards. Yeah, great squad. <laughs> I could have said I could have said back in you know the Yin Yang Twins. You were like, oh, that's an awesome squad. They've been, sounds like sounds like they won me twenty bucks last month. Actually, they bring that up. They. <laughs> Yeah, the reigning Taiwanese champions. Okay, they play. Yeah, they play in the T one league in Taiwan. Yeah, T one league reigning T one champions, Taiwanese leopards. Uh, they they've really though, ever since. Um, Shut the hell up, Sean! You're what the fuck. You're <laughs> making this up right now. <laughs> Howard said, and I quote: "I'm so excited, and I can't wait to touch down in Taiwan and start playing." I'm coming. Sounds like they went through the rebuilding phase. Now they're ready to sign, you know. I'm coming with open arms, with big hugs and big smiles. End quote. <laughs> no matter what people, no matter what people would tweet and stuff, they would, you have to admit that they laugh when they heard it, bro. Like, yeah. You know you laugh. When you know you fucking laugh, laugh, but then they're like, "Oh, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. It doesn't matter if yeah, it was funny. Right. It's fucked up." If someone takes your initial reaction, you're laughing. 98% chance you're laughing. All right, Howard Howard, who turns 37 next month was a free agent after spending last season with the Lakers. (laughs) 
after averaging six points, six rebounds, and about 16 minutes per game. So, uh, yeah, good for him. You know, he's got career averages of 15 points, 11 rebounds. Yeah, he's going to make bank over there. Yeah, he wasn't, you know, named one of the top 25 players of all time. So, uh, you know. I think, I think at the end of the day, we're going to look back on, on Dwight Howard's career. We're going to say a little bit underrated at times. Like, underrated at times, man. Like, those, those years that he, he was carrying those magic teams, man, damn, man. He was unstoppable, dude. Yeah, it's only going to look underrated because he never adapted to the new NBA, man. Like, that was the thing. He got phased out. He got phased out. But you're right, though. You're right. He was, he was no question, one of, if not the best center in the NBA for, for a number of years, including yeah. the year they went to the NBA finals. So yeah. he gets credit for that. But yeah, I'm with you. I, I mean, when, when his Hall of Fame, is he Hall of Famer? What do you guys think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So when the Hall of Fame comes along, the numbers go across no. the board, people are like, whoa. I think that, I think the championships let us We slept on this one. We slept on this one. Yeah, not not a first battle Hall of Famer. Um, uh, I don't know. He might be. I don't agree with it, but I think he might be. No, Sounds like a defensive in that class. We'll wait. <laughs> well, I, I guess it could be whoever whoever retired last which year. Which is not. Which is probably why he, why he's still playing. He's like, let me see, you know, how long I can I can make this last. Well, you, you think know, you think he never comes back, Sean? Probably not. Right? Um. You know what? I could. He's I not going to like go to Taiwan and develop a three point shot, right? <laughs> I mean, unless the three point line is you know just above the free throw line, then yeah, maybe. All right. So you know what? You know what? I'll 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 say about this is that I was watching um the Mavericks game the other day, and Javale McGee has made himself a little career after yeah, like he's point. he's still around rim running and like I know Dwight's a little bit of a different player, but Javale. Yeah, yeah. Duke, Javale can can play, can defend and and run and rebound. That's it. Like, well, he's adapted. That's the difference. Like, but I adapted later because he lost a lot of his weight. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But how? But how? No, the only way he, the only reason why he really adapted is because uh, he was he was playing less minutes, and so then like in that in those spurts, he knew how to how to do what he usually does. But he never developed a, an outside you know jumper. Yeah, but I think Dwight. Never even had an inside jumper. That's well, the, that's what I'm saying. He never had a jumper. Period. Like he couldn't even shoot free throws. Like he was, he was awful. If he had, if he even had like that little mid range Joel Embiid type, like Joel obviously he can shoot threes on that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but I'm just saying when Joel came into league, he didn't have the jumper. If he fo- sort of focused on it, even forget getting out to the three point line, be able to catch it at the free at the at the um, at the uh, free throw line and shoot a jumper. Put it like this. Right, plus he, plus he couldn't like post up like you know KG or yeah, like, yeah. You know, the other bigs that could that could give you that fadeaway, the footwork, and, and get a quick two for you. Put it like this: yeah. what what player well, what player yeah. who's, who's come into the league over the last decade has has com- been compared to Dwight Howard? Um, exactly. <laughs> yeah, nobody. I don't know. Yeah. So. I mean, because if that's in the scouting report, most teams are gonna be like, "We're good." I mean, not, <laughs> that's not what people are looking for nowadays, you know. Like, but I will say about Dwight Howard: if if he came into the league, let's say ten years before, he is a multiple time champion, uh, and and like, you know, going for so I, in I the mid nineties. You're saying the mid nineties instead of early two thousands. So early two thousands, yeah, because he came in in what 2004. Three. Three or four, yeah, yeah, two thousand four. That was the last year that 
you know, you can come straight out of high school. Oh yeah, he was in the yeah. yeah, yeah, he was in he was in he was in Big Park's draft. Sure. So and he was a number one pick. Yeah, and and that, yeah, they both came out of high school. That was one of the last years where they where they actually valued that position that high up in the draft, and. It was just, it just yeah. I mean, like he I, could I, run, he could run the floor like a fucking gazelle, but like, yeah. he wasn't, doesn't go much beyond. Like when they made it to the finals and they played the Celtics the following year in the Eastern Conference Finals, I was like, he reached the ceiling. He's not going to get any better than yeah. this. And that, yep. yeah, I agree. Yeah. But you know, are you guys done shitting on Dwight Howard? No, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Good for him. He's, he's, you know, he's still, he's still playing. Uh, I don't know if his NBA days are numbered, but you know, we shall see. Underappreciated and a little bit after his time. That's all. That's all I said about <laughs> Underappreciated, uh, born just a little too late. Yeah, and a couple, you know, a couple of jabs more in there. You know, it was, what, what was he six nine, six ten? Not even a seven footer. You know what killed Dwight? You know what killed Dwight's longevity of his career? Uh, here we go. I think he had so much early success just relying on his athleticism, and he yeah. never had yeah. a game. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for this edition of In Case You Missed It. Follow us on all social media platforms at Causeway Street. Hit up CausewayStreet.com for yourself these news, rumors, and opinions. Subscribe to uh, Causeway After Hours at Patreon.com slash Causeway to enjoy exclusive content such as the After Show podcast and the one-on-one with Sway podcast. Plus, you're automatically entered to win one of our many jersey giveaways that we do every so often. So that's Causeway After Hours on Patreon. Uh, yo, also a quick shout out to our listeners outside the U.S. I was uh, looking at our numbers uh, recently, and we have quite the following in, in Australia, New Zealand, Europe, such as, you know, Germany and U.K., and, of course, Latin America. So, you know, we appreciate the love for all y'all listeners from all over. Thank you. All That's over the globe. Global podcast. And the thunder from down under, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna back up on that thing. I was waiting for you to say, right. I was waiting for you to say some shit like that. <laughs> but, so, we probably just lost a subscriber. <laughs> <laughs> also, before we before we sign off, Massachusetts made history yesterday, announcing the first female governor of the Commonwealth in our entire history. Word being the oldest state in the world. So, I mean, oldest state in the world. Yeah, the world. <laughs> Shit. Speaking of which, the oldest state in Massachusetts. Australia, y'all, y'all got nothing on Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah, the, the the new world, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I haven't having a woman step into that spot. I mean, there we've we've always talked about Massachusetts being progressive enough, but the head has always been old school. And now, no, I know. I mean, I mean, Boston right now has a has a has a woman mayor too. You know, Michelle Wu doing it. Thing. I love. Yeah, I'm I mean, the, I'm on the Wu train. I just uh, so for and it's a historic event, so we got to talk about it, man. I think it's a great thing. Hey, yeah, no, that's a that's a, that's a good look. You're right. You know, we we hope everybody got out there and voted on Tuesday. I mean, the NBA had zero games. Yeah, they, all 30 teams played on Monday so that everyone could go out and vote on Tuesday. So, yeah, that's very important, you know, even though it's uh, only the midterms, but it's going to affect two years later and so on and so oh, forth. Midterms, man. These are big elections. They're big. No, no, no. no. It's, the one, yo, it's the one night that Sean doesn't bet on sports, but on politics. <laughs> because there's nothing sport, else. There's no, the there's no sports like on that. other than the NHL. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. We've been over this. I either watch CNN and watch the election results come in, or I watch like the Phoenix Coyotes play the St. Louis Blues. And I don't want anything to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and on that note, until next time, we are out. Peace. Ah, oh,
damn, my girl Rayla lost. Well, William Galvin's tough to move. You know, she's tough to move. <laughs>